Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. It's your friends, Sarah and Jamie. And we are here with a super fun episode called The One Where They Drink Wine, The Friends Phenomenon. If, this is like, if you haven't Sorry. figured this out... It's been a long time coming. I, I was like really smiling and I thought you guys could hear me smiling, no. but I'm so excited because mm-hmm. you need to make it audible. I love Friends, the show. I heard a lot. I heart you, Friends. So we're obviously so excited. I think we pretty much mentioned Friends in, I'd say, at least 75% of our episodes. So there should be no surprise to you that we wanted to feature Friends on an actual entire episode of DVP. So your drunk bitches are bringing you fun facts and our favorites about the wonderful show from the 90s slash early 2000s. So fittingly paired with the friends.red from the, I'm going to totally botch this, Pedroncelli Winery in Sonoma County. Uh, this is a red blend of Merlot, Zinfandel, and Syrah, and it is a 2016? 2016 from Sonoma County, like you said. It's 14.4% ABV, and it's, like you said, a red blend. I am going to crack this open. Crack it open. It is a crack. It's a crack. All right. Yeah. Solid. And there's a winky face on here. It's like one of those old original emojis. Yeah. (laughs) Original emojis. Original emojis. A semicolon. Uh, I still use that in my text. Holy shit, that's a big four. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Wine and friends. This is like our pure. That's why I had to really pour you a big big glass. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Cheers, friend. Cheers. To my friend. (laughs) And to all my friends listening. Okay. I think I picked this up. It was like $15. I've seen it in a couple spots, although it just popped up. I don't think I'd ever seen it before. Yeah. So I don't know it's that it's widely available, but there is a white as well. Pedroncelli, which again, I'm probably totally mispronouncing, so apologies, Italian family. Uh, they started selling grapes to home winemakers during Prohibition in order to keep their vineyards going. They The vineyards have been in the family for you know a century at least. And they went from that to, in the 21st century, refining the focus, focusing on producing wines. They have several on their label. Gearing them more towards restaurants and casual dinings or meetups or wine bars. Um, Really trying to focus on, I guess, more niche stuff. Niche. They then, this is still a family-owned company and winery. So it transitioned to the third generation, which became a 70% woman-owned company and a woman winemaker. Mm. Fuck yeah. And it now, in the new millennium, there is a fourth generation that's coming up. So if you go on their website, you'll see that there's this picture. And it's you can literally see the matriarchs of the family down to that's what so cool. the very attractive, who I'm assuming is the youngest fourth generation, moving up in the ranks. Mm. He's kind of attractive. I'm not going to wow. lie. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it says, um, oh, sorry, nine decades strong. We're still family-owned and operated, and it all adds up to tradition, heritage, and a family of wines you can enjoy with confidence. This is the red blend, again, pairing some very hearty varietals, including Zin and Syrah, and then 
bringing in that Merlot, which should help, you know, round out things. It tends to add a little bit more alcohol, um, but you get more of those like brighter cherry fruit flavors and things like that. So, yeah. And I'm seeing here online that it ranges anywhere from like 10 to $16. So you should be able to find this pretty affordably Yeah, on total wine. It's $9 and 79 cents. On Total Wine? Yeah. Cool. Um, does, does Total Wine's website have 2016 or does it have 2017? You know it doesn't say on here. Okay. So. I only ask because on the Pedroncelli Winery website, it does not have the 2016. So I'm working off of tasting notes for 2017. It does say, from the fruity aromas to the lingering finish, our friends.red showcases the aromas of blueberry and warm spice. Flavors of ripe blueberry, black plum, hints of vanilla, and black pepper spice accent the taste. It is a mellow, harmonious wine with a spicy finish and soft, smooth tannins. From the very, very first few sips that I've had, I think that I I gather that there are smoother tannins. There is a slight spice, but I don't think it's an overwhelming. Uh Uh-huh. It does seem like a pretty chill wine, which is, you know, appropriate for when you watch your friend's episode. So I'm cool with that. So I, I found the 2016. Did you? Notes, yeah. I think they're pretty similar. Um, so it's aged in 11 months in oak barrels, mm. 30% new oak. And this, they say, gives it an approachable wine with a smoothness from start to finish. But it's pretty similar notes to the 2017. In terms of flavors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. so... Blueberry aromas, warm spice, ripe berries, red plum, vanilla, black pepper spice. Does it say the percentage of the varietals? It does not. It just says a singular combination of Merlot, Zin, and Syrah. I wonder if they still use the same grapes. And this is Sonoma County, so it doesn't specify anything more in particular. And so depending on where the vineyards are that they grab these grapes... They could be just changing, you know, fluctuating the percentages and just trying to keep things easy. You know, so I was going to say, I think I get a lot of Merlot on this. I agree. Merlot, I actually like Merlot mm-hmm. by itself, but it's sort of dampened some of the other expressive notes of the Zinfandel and Syrah. So I think Merlot is the primary here. I, I agree. Yeah. They do say they love to entertain and share stories over an easy drinking glass of red wine. Mm-hmm. And the friendships made are more important than the varietal or the shape of the glass. Here's to friends. Here's to friends. Here's to friends. Should we cheers? I don't cheers even know again. if we cheers. We did. We did. We can okay, always cheers. Again. So, okay. Sweet. So, on to friends. 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 I'll be there for you. Oh, please do that again. When the rain starts to fall. <laughs> Friends is like the best fucking show. It's the best show. I still watch it all the time. Me too. I own all of the seasons. I just binge it on Netflix. I found out that when you watch it on reruns or when you watch it Mm -hmm. on Netflix, they're not the full episodes. Oh, really? Not the Our friend told me that. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, she probably has the episodes memorized more than I do because she she and I also bonded over a love of Friends. But so, yeah, she, she mentioned that to me, which... I thought surprising, but given, you know, changes in the number of commercials you have to have and run times, I, I can I'm not too mad that. at that. I have access to any episode whenever I want. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. And I never, I mean, it's usually like my relaxing post work, like at night before going to bed, like just want to chill and like forget about the day show. Yeah. And even it. My husband knows that now and puts it on, and he originally couldn't stand the show, and now I feel like he's 
I think he I would, think he's yeah. warming up to it. He even quotes it sometimes. Oh my so. god! Oh, well, well, we will get to that. Yeah, uh, his um, quote. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think it's just so good. So, so, so friends, when was the first episode? Yeah, September twenty second, nineteen ninety four. So we're on like ago. an anniversary. Yeah, years. this is like yes, and it was on the air. It was ten years. So the last episode was May sixth, two thousand four. The series finale was during my finals week in college, which was really distracting. <clears throat> 2004. Hold on. I got to think. Yeah, I was in college. What's funny. Sorry, I, I get so many graduation dates mixed up. And so many. Yeah. We, um, my, my random, she was a random roommate for me freshman year when Amanda moved in. Some, I don't even know how it came about because we had a small TV in the room. Mm-hmm. But I think that she said something like, I'm really sorry, but. I really like to watch this show called Friends. And I was like, that is more than okay. So we would sit there and like make popcorn and like sit there and watch the episodes. It wasn't every single week because we had a lot of shit happening, but it's still a lot. Yes. So if you are like us, I mean, Friends, I think that Friends episodes can relate to anything in everyday life. There are times oh, when I'm going through work or whatever, and I just want to spew out some like next quote or next line or or make a reference to friends. And I'm like, Jamie, this is inappropriate. Like these people don't, they probably don't like friends as much as you do. So, but or I think do that, they, or do they, it's their secret, their closet friends, yeah. fans. But I think that that is something that's true of those who love the show. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about how it came to be. Yeah, so um, it was developed by David Crane and Marta Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Originally, the name was Insomnia Cafe. I don't think that um, sounds as great. No, not <laughs> even close. Other titles were Six of One and Friends Like Us. Um, and so it was on NBC. Yep. Um, pitched to NBC um, after there was another show that the authors had developed that was dropped. Here's the pitch to NBC. It's about sex, love, relationships, careers, a time in your life when everything's possible. And it's about friendship because when you're single and in the city, your friends are your family. So that is very true. Um, I think even as you get into adulthood, sometimes your friends turn into your family. Like when you live away from your family. I think so, especially now because more Mm -hmm. people are departing their home. Yeah. You have to surround yourself with a new family, essentially. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have different groups of like we have a group of friends that yeah. I think are like a family yeah 100% yeah and we've got like you know I, you have pockets like that and I think it's really important you know so, like I, I just I do and I think everyone has their own personality in, in our group and I think that's why this is so relatable because uh-huh. everybody has their own personality yes you know so six friends and if you don't know I will tell you their names um Ross Chandler Monica Rachel Phoebe and Joey the show starts when they're in their 20s and then it goes into when they're in their 30s and it's basically like this, everyone's got their own personality and how they meld and how they go through life and it's comedy, but it also goes through a lot of like ups and downs, ups and, downs and challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how popular did this show get? It's so fucking popular. And how many seasons? Okay. So there were 10 seasons yeah. and all 10 seasons are ranked in the top 10 of final television season ratings. Which is crazy. I know. It was ranked number one in the eighth season. And I think, isn't that when Emma was born? Or when Rachel was pregnant? I, I don't remember. I'm not good with which seasons were. I'm not either. Yeah. But maybe that ended, actually that probably ended on Chandler and Monica's wedding. 
Now okay. About it. Sorry, Wait. spoiler alerts are ahead. I please. <laughs> it has been it has been nominated and has won several awards, several Emmys, um, including outstanding comedy series. Um, it's been listed as one of the greatest TV shows of all time. One of the episodes specifically was ranked highly. Um, the one with the prom video? Yes. I remember that one. What blew me away is that it was nominated for 62 Primetime Emmy Awards. Friends in general. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But think over the course of 10 years. Still, and you have, 62. You have actors, actresses, writers, producers, outstanding comedy series, all of that stuff. Like, I mean, it's incredible, no doubt. But, I mean, that number of nominations over the course of 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. There was another historical event in this show, and that's where the six cast members, they actually demanded equal pay. Which is, it was like unheard of at yeah, the time. Because there, there was no character that stood out as like the pivotal person and that should have been paid more. And so... That now other shows have done that, and mm-hmm. the few like I, the, I think like ER or Grey's Anatomy or some, a bunch of shows have done that where all the cast members have banded together for like for equal pay. I think Big Bang Theory did something like that. Although yeah. I do think I will say, Friends operated as truly an ensemble cast, and that was yeah. the goal of the writers, right. and it, including Kevin Kevin Bright, who was one of the other executive producers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really wanted each of the characters to have the same amount of impact on each of the um, each of the episodes. Right, and so they. I I would be curious if you took like stopwatches and like time the number of times each of the characters is in a shot, or um, it's a storyline about each of them. Yeah, not to say that there aren't some episodes that you know for an arc that focus more so on a group, like maybe yeah. the Ross and Rachel thing, but everyone is like. As intimately involved in the plot. Well, before the third season, so they was the weren't first making salary? the same. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were the highest paid. Yeah. And then that's when they banded together and decided that they were going to all go for the same salary. Okay. So they got a pay cut. Yeah. The two of them. So the first season, they each made $22,500 per episode. That's a lot of money. Especially because there are like, what, 18 episodes? 24 episodes? Something like well, that. Well, whatever. Okay, do you want to know what they were making by the time they left the show? I mean, I know, but please share. One million dollars. That's just the main actors. It's incredible, but that's how how big of a following that they got that they could afford to pay these actors the same. And it jumped drastically from season six to season seven. Yeah, $125,000 to $750,000. And then in season nine is when they started making a million an episode. And that made Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, and Lisa Kudrow the highest paid TV actresses of all time. They deserved it. So season finale was watched by 52.5 million American viewers, making it the fifth most watched series finale in television history and the most watched episode of the 2000s decade. Isn't that, that's, 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 that's the phenomenon. That is the phenomenon. Like, I think that the other side would argue that this is just like mundane life. Like, why the fuck does anybody care? Mm-hmm. But why do we care? Why do you think that we care so much as a society? Why do people love friends? I think it's very relatable. I think that not everybody can relate to one person specifically, but mm-hmm. I think people can relate to all aspects of Like, they can character. see 
They can yeah. see themselves in a Ross. They can see a bit of themselves in a Monica. Yep, exactly. You I can think pull a Monica. Yep, and I think that <laughs> not only do you relate to the positives, but like the attitudes, the sarcasms, the neuroses, like all the things that like the, the things that bother them. Yeah, like you know, I mean, there's so much that goes into it, like how they re- react to life events, how they band together. Or like even even the little aspects of everyday life where you might freak out about something and it's so dumb, but it's you're so freaking dumb, out but about still it do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their relationships with other people. Well, and so I think the yeah. romantic relationships they have, not just amongst each other, but with with other people that you find like they also the show covered a lot of ground, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to losing jobs, failed relationships, like with significant others. Uh, running away from a wedding like yeah. literally on the day of your wedding running away from your wedding that's mm-hmm. how the whole show starts is rachel running away from the altar yeah now maybe that doesn't necessarily resonate with everybody but there is still that that idea like you're you've gone so far down this path in order to get somewhere and made a decision and it's like have i crossed the path of no return but you can go back you can change that decision. And so it's it's so interesting. And you described, you know, people's, their relationships and how they ebb and flow. Who hasn't been in a group of friends where all of a sudden two people started dating? Right. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. And not only that, it's like things that, like I said, things that you might think are crazy are never, or not, maybe not crazy when you put it in context, context of what you're watching. Or, exactly. And I like, there's there's basically... A quote here on one of the articles I was reading that says that friends revels in an environment where nothing crazy is really that crazy and where no quirk or personality flaw, no matter how extreme, can ever disconnect you from the love and support of your best pals. So no matter what, you still have your friends backing you. Um, But I I feel like that's also something you said before about when we're older, we need to have friends. They become sort of like the new family. Yeah. It's not that it totally replaces, but I do think... There is an extent, family's blood, right? You don't really get to choose like who you're right, blood exactly. related to, but you get to choose your friends and yeah. that friend family. And I also think that every character has like a different family background and a different yes. background they come from. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can relate to like, you have Rachel who grew up with her dad as a physician and, and then you have Monica who was like, you know, fat when she was a kid and wasn't like the most popular girl no. and whatever. And then you have Phoebe who like had like a really awful upbringing, you know, where she had some... Lived on the a homeless man spit and, in her mouth. And yeah. And, <laughs> you know, had parents that were really there and like, you know, so that's a very disorganized family life. Oh, it's so dysfunctional. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Chandler whose dad, became, dad a woman. became a woman. Yes. And, you know, Ross, who's was nerdy and tried to be cool. I mean, like there's all these different characters and I think that everyone can relate to some aspect of yes. that, whether it be the family life or who they were growing up or who they are as adults yeah. and why. And then like kind of reaching into that whole thing. And then, you know, the brother-sister relationship between Ross and Rachel. And you kind of see that. Yeah. And, and friends coming together and then yeah. ha- having spats with each other. And then seeing how that, you know, somewhat disintegrates the, the relationship between the whole group. But yeah. then it's like the group's being like, 
dudes, you got to get together. Like, let's figure this shit out. Like, you got to deal with it. Yeah. And then seeing how they come back together and overcome whatever the the sticky situation was. Yep. And the holidays, like the Thanksgivings and the Christmases and the birthdays and all that and the celebrations. And so I think that it's all very relatable. And there's some sort of normalcy that's related to that that makes you feel comfortable and at home. And I think for a lot of people... That's why you watch it so much is because it makes you feel like you're at home. Yes. And I think that most people just want to sit back and relax and watch something that makes them feel good. This is the kind of show that does that. Yeah. So much so that it's even popular now, isn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, the younger generation who was basically born during the run of Friends is now watching it because it's it's played all the time on like TBS and it's on Netflix at it's least on for Nick right at night. now. It's on Nick at Night. Trust me, that's, I mean, I own all the DVDs, but every time I'm flipping through a channel, if there will be a Friends episode being played and I will put it on. And Sean's always like, didn't you see this already? And I'm like, of course I've seen it already. I don't care. Like, I need to rewatch it. So it is so popular that it runs... 12 episodes in the daytime through TBS. Nick at Night runs five episodes in late night. And Paramount Network also runs several episodes in the early evening. All right. And it's one of the most binge titles on Netflix. Oh, That's absolutely. Where I watch it. Yeah. Especially because I think they announced that they were maybe going to remove it from Netflix. And so people were like, I got to watch it. And then I think, that's, I think that was false. Um, I think that they may, they finally got to an agreement where they would keep it. Ah, I, I do believe that they were going to remove it. And then because of the lash out by the Netflix community, they figured out a resolution. Good. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. you said that the characters are all relatable. So there is a yeah. quiz that we took that helps us figure out how much we're like each character. Yeah. This was on BuzzFeed. Okay. You know how much we love our BuzzFeed. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. You want to hear mine? Yeah. I am 26% Monica, mm-hmm. 23% Rachel, mm-hmm. 15% Ross, 14% Phoebe, 13% Chandler, and 9% Joey. You're the least amount of Joey? I am. I'm 25% Monica. So I'm up so there we're with pretty, you. So you got the same, you probably got the same explanation as I did. I did not, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. my next three are tied. 18% Chandler, Ross, and Joey. Oh. And then I've got only got 12% Rachel and 9% Phoebe. Okay. So mine says you're definitely more like Monica. Mm-hmm. You love living by the rules, and your life is very organized in every aspect. You are also very competitive and hate losing at any game. Like Monica, you're a good cook too, and people love coming to your place because you're a fantastic host. Although you're mostly like Monica, you can definitely be a little childish like Rachel, and you secretly enjoy being petty. Wow. Wait, what's the your last part? Your passion for thing for things other people might find geeky makes you relate a little to Ross. Too. Okay, so actually, the only difference is that yeah. it says although you're most likely Mon- or you're mostly like Monica. Mine is you're also funny and emotionally unavailable like Chandler, and find it difficult to open up about your feelings. Oh. I'm not sure that I agree with this. Well, I mean, let's be honest. This is not let's a scientific No, 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 quiz. it's not. And I'm curious, like, why I got Chandler. But regardless, I mean, I do feel like I am, as you said, you just find yourselves in little bits and pieces of exactly. each of the characters. So it just helped it solidify that I agree with the 9% Phoebe because I'm not, 
I don't find myself particularly flighty. Sometimes like she, I, Phoebe is more spiritual and I don't find myself as spiritual either. And so I don't disagree with that. I'm surprised I wasn't higher on Rachel though. Although I think she can be very impulsive. <laughs> which I don't think describes me <laughs> by any means. I'm curious, do, who, did you, do you have a, an actual favorite character? <sighs> I don't know if I have a favorite. I actually the one I'm. I think Joey's one of my favorites. Uh huh. He's hilarious. I love him. What are we eating? It's awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. I would think. I would think Joey and Rachel are probably. I would think of the guys, Joey, and of the girls, Rachel. I think that I really do love Chandler and Monica. I love them separately. I love them together. I. It's very difficult because I do love every single character. I mean, I have appreciated the ensemble cast in yeah. here and the fact that they all... You could not have had the same success of the show if you didn't have all six of them. Right, exactly. And so they each carry their own torch. They each carry their own personality and unique aspect to, to the show. Um, but I think I love Chandler... Although I think some of his jokes can be obnoxious, but oh, I think they're hilarious. But I also love Chandler and Monica together because they have such a very cool, mellow relationship mm-hmm. that's not like lovey-dovey, like over the top. For me, it seems like a very real and um, what's the word on the same playing fields, like very leveled relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I like to think that that's how me and my husband are. Oh, yeah. Do you know who the first person cast was on the show? Oh, fuck. I feel like I know this answer. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. David Schwimmer. You are so right. Am I right? Oh, my God. I wasn't cheating. I really... Yeah, okay. Yeah. They actually developed Ross's character for David Schwimmer's voice. And he was the first person cast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you know that Monica auditioned for Rachel? I'm sorry. Courtney Cox. Audition for Rachel and Jennifer Aniston. Audition for Monica. Oh, really? Interesting. They, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know that the cast took a trip to Las Vegas together before the show aired, so that they would get to know each other and not and be anonymous? Because apparently, the producer or director told them that once the show comes on air, that they were going to be hounded. Yes, I like mm-hmm. this. Did you know? I'm just trying to think of the top know? of my head. Okay, true or false? Did Lisa Kudrow know how to play the guitar? She did not. And False. Yes, she didn't. And she refused to take lessons because she wanted to not know anything about it so that it would be legitimately bad. But did you know that Lisa Kudrow is actually fluent in French? Oh, well, from that show, that episode, where she speaks French? Oh, yes. Where she tries to teach Joey? Yes, because her husband is from France. Oh, I did not know yes. that. So that's why she is actually, she is fluent. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's why she sounds so amazing when she speaks it. <laughs> if only. True or false? Friends was filmed in front of a live audience. True. True. Except for the cliffhangers. <gasps> I did know that. Yes. That's like, pretty cool. I always wanted to go to a taping. That was like my lifelong goal. Of course, when I when it was airing, I wasn't old enough to buy myself a plane ticket. <laughs> So that, you know, that has its own problems. But I wanted to go so badly. And I feel like I talked about it quite a bit at my parents. Okay. But I, we obviously never made it out to Burbank, California, because that's where it was filmed. Mm. It was not in New Interesting. York. Did you know that Lisa Kudrow's pregnancy was written into the show? That was when she was pregnant with the triplets. 
but Courtney Cox was not. So Courtney Cox was pregnant in the last. Oh, the last season. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of see. That oh, you could totally tell that they're like covering it up a little bit, you know. And it was because they had already established that Chandler Monica couldn't have kids. Yes, but I think they could have twisted that. They could have made it like, oh, well, it's it's like a surprise. Like lots of people like think they can't have kids and they do. I don't you know think there I mean? was enough time in the se- in the season um the last season between when she found out she was pregnant and when the season was going to end cuz the last season has fewer episodes than the other ones, I believe. Mhm. They they wouldn't have been able to really round that out, especially given the surrogate situation and you know, initially looking for adoption and going through those routes. I think that I, it would have thrown things off if they would have magically been able to get pregnant especially after such solid facts that they could not yeah yes that's i don't know but i you can definitely tell you i mean can even totally tell. in the last few episodes they you can see i mean she she definitely has a, a cute little baby bump it's so cute i know it is really cute um but she wore pigtails in this last season <laughs> she just looks so adorable i just remember that. okay true <laughs> or false bruce willis did you know this? I think I do. Bruce Willis appeared on the show for free. That is going to be... Oh. Let me give my full answer first. Okay. I'm going to say it's false because he didn't He didn't do it for free. I believe that he donated his money. Oh, no shit. No, that's right. He lost a bet while filming uh, Nine Long Yards with... The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. And so, because he lost the bet, he had to appear for free. That's Jamie, right. Jamie, I'm super impressed. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, he actually made a bet with, with Chandler. Yes, Matthew Perry. My, yeah, Matthew Perry. And I know. Sorry. I couldn't think of his name for a minute I was just looking at the picture, and I just said Chandler. Um, <laughs> he made a bet while he was on the set of The Whole Nine Yards when they were both making it. And um, he lost the bet. So... He agreed to appear on Friends for free. He had, well, he had to donate his earnings to charity. So, yeah. He did. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I believe that it wasn't really free. It was that he had to donate it. But, yeah. okay. Kind of crazy. Yes. Matthew Perry. Yeah. He did struggle through addiction during the show. He definitely did. You can see it. Oh, it's so... He goes through so many weight changes in the show. It's, it is terrifying. Yeah, it's crazy. So I guess he went to rehab in 1997 for prescription drugs and alcohol. And then he went again in 2001. So he said that he was never high at work. He was just hungover. And then things got so bad he couldn't hide it and everybody knew. Mm. Did you know Friends was offered an 11th season? Okay. Who didn't want to do it? It just says that they all turned it down. The actors all felt that the the series finale appropriately closed certain chapters or chapters of everyone's lives so that it was like a fresh slate. And you can't just do like one extra season for that. Yeah. There's also, and I say this all the time, about actors, about music artists and things like that. Don't you don't you think that there is like a limited amount of time that they are going to be relevant or that it's going to be good? Yeah, Where you exactly. don't want to you don't want to jump the shark, right? No, I agree. And Friends never did that. Mm-mm. There are there's a website I think about jumping the shark, and it talks about how every single show it will give you that pinpoint time when they jump the shark. 
And it could be something that was like, you know, politically motivated or politically, you know, questionable or something that they included in their show. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they killed off a particular character that, right. you know, everybody loved or something like that. So, yeah, that was, um, that's interesting. Um, so, but Jennifer Aniston almost didn't go to the last season. Did you know that? I did not. Why? So she was probably the most famous one at that point because one, she had been in movies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, she was married to Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, so in a 2004 interview, she said that she had hesitations for doing the last season because um, she wanted it to end when people still loved the show and they were on a high, but she also was feeling like how much more mm. Rachel does she have in her? So then she, she eventually did agree to the final season, but she was debating filming that last season. True or false? Jennifer Aniston hated the Rachel haircut. Mm. True. Yeah. She fucking yeah. hated it. She was so irritated by that haircut. Yeah. And at, you know, they became one of the most iconic I know. I remember People it. would literally go into their hairstylist and say, I want the Rachel. Yeah. The layers. Yeah. Speaking of hair... Yeah. True or false? Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. His hair was naturally uh, black. Uh, or dark. I can't remember if it's super, super dark brown or if it's black, black. I think Regardless, it's true. That's false. Oh. He had to dye his hair. The really? whole What's run. his hair color? He's He started graying like really early. Oh, and, like, okay. Consider that, the show. But his natural hair before graying. Oh, that's true. Yes. It's I phrased dark. that really yeah. badly. No, I know. I know he started graying early. Yeah. Have you I mean, seen him lately? Man his, with a plan, yeah. His hair got gray super fast. No, it was. I think it was like that even before they finished the yeah, series. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was so weird because after it ended, you're like, when did he go gray? I started watching that episodes. I it's um, I I don't know. Did you ever watch the spinoff, Joey? No, I did. I not. never did either. I watched, I think, one episode of Webisodes, which I think was with Lisa Kudrow, uh-huh. where she played a doc, excuse me, a doctor, and I believe that many of the cast also like went on those web on the Webisodes episodes in order to portray, you know, one of her potential clients. Um, I have seen Man with a Plan a couple okay. times. Um, I started watching this Episodes, which is ironically similar. It's it's not like Matt LeBlanc plays like a dumb Joey type. Like uh-huh. he did in the show. Mm-hmm. But he is on, he basically is in a TV show and he's an actor there and he's sort of like oblivious and arrogant and mm-hmm. whatever, which was difficult. It's difficult for me to watch because I still associate him with fucking Joey Tribbiani. Well, yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't say that I've seen a ton of things. Now, Courtney Cox in Ace Ventura, lover. Courtney Cox in Scream, also good. Jen Aniston. I'm trying to think. I mean, she's been in a lot of shit. She's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. I didn't really love her in what it's called, The Boss. Oh. What is that? Boss's Day? Yeah, I forgot that one. Something. It's. There's a new movie with her and Adam Sandler on Netflix. Yes. Have you watched it? No. I kind of want to watch it. Me too. The fact that I don't have Netflix anymore is making me really sad. Okay, we do need a DVP movie night. We definitely do. Let's add it to our list because yes. we have a lot of. I know. Um. Yeah. Okay, 
The other funny thing is that the actors didn't actually play well with the animals, and there was a lot of animals on the show. Yeah, there were. So there was the duck, um, and Lisa Kudrow was afraid of it. And then Ross had the pet monkey, who was actually played by two monkeys, mm. and was written out of the season because it was too time-consuming to shoot the scenes with the monkey. There were two monkeys? Because I know yeah. Marcel was played by a monkey named Katie. And there was another one called Monkey. <laughs> Um, but like Super one time the monkey was supposed to pick up the bra, but it ended up throwing it at Jennifer Aniston instead. I mean, they're animals. So, like what do you expect? I mean, I know. It's I like recently learned that, um, cause I weirdly started looking into the boys who played Ross Geller's son, Ben. Yeah. Um, he was also in that movie with Adam Sandler. Yes. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Okay, so the difference being that I think the t- they're twins, Dylan and Cole. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Dylan and Cole Sprouse were our twins. Uh-huh. They looked a lot alike. They had that TV show, Secret Life of Zach and Cody, which I never watched, but I'm just saying I know that it's there. Okay. And they, I just learned, because I thought that they always acted together, much uh-huh. like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay. It was only one of them who was actually on Friends. Okay. I thought the I thought both of them had been on, but that's false. It was it was only one of them. I think it was Dylan. I oh, interesting. Wrong. But that was surprising to me because I figured that they were both. Um, did you know Gunther? Oh, I have a couple fun facts about Gunther. Okay. So his name is James Michael Tyler. Gunther was hired solely because he knew how to work an espresso machine. Seriously, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. He was like a real-life barista. That's really funny. And so that's how he got the job. And he was initially not supposed to have a speaking role. That's so but funny. But I think that he, ha- he had such a great reception by perhaps the cast and also the audience that they decided to keep him like going on and on and then giving him, you know, like, the, again, the very minimal roles because before he used to just like live behind the counter yeah but then he became much more involved character as the series went on so yeah and he dyed his hair too that's not natural um platinum oh okay i could see that (laughs) do you know hank azaria oh i love him played david phoebe's love interest he auditioned for the role of joey twice uh, mm-mm. I do love Hank Azaria. Yeah. He was on Mad About You. So actually yeah. there are a lot of connections with different um, casts. So Hank Azaria was on Mad About You, which also had Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Because Lisa Kudrow played a waitress named Ursula, who is her twin sister in Friends. Yeah. And then actually Helen Hunt and whoever the other woman from Mad About You is, they came on and guest spotted on an episode of Friends. Yes, I do remember that. I don't remember if Paul Reiser was on, but... That was a uh, that was fun. I do love, I do love Hank Azaria. I don't think he could have dazzled much like Joey no, did with the I, how I you doing so. and like the ladies' man type of deal, right? I agree. I I don't think so. Granted, this is you know, 1994. So what, 25 years later? Yeah, it's difficult to imagine anybody else in those roles because they are they have become those characters. Exactly. If you think about what Hank Azaria is and has done. I mean, he's a voice on The Simpsons, too. Like, it's just... Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, do you know the big white dog on the show? Do you know if it belonged to one of the cast members in real life? Um, Isn't it? Is it Jen Aniston's? It is. Oh, God, you're so good at that. I, I have gone so far down the rabbit hole for weird 
random friends facts? Yes. <laughs> so it was. It was given by a friend to her for good luck on the first day of shooting friends. Yeah. Well, I think that was definitely some good luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this, too, is that, I mean, some of these actors had previous roles. And mm-hmm. so they've had, like, they had, like, their, like, the reason why I thought David Schwimmer was going to be the first one cast is because I believe that he was part of Second uh, Second City or Improv Olympics in yeah. Chicago. And he also is the founder of Looking Glass Theater in Chicago. Yeah. So I know that he's been around the theater world for a long time. And I I figured that he was the first one cast simply because... He has that other side to him. Yeah. But, like, Matt LeBlanc, I think the story is that he actually didn't have any, like, money, like, going into Friends. This was, like, a crapshoot. This was, like, a, oh, shit, if it yeah. doesn't take, like, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. Like, what decision I'm going well, to have to make. Well, you never had to worry about that, huh? Yeah. I mean... Okay, so we already talked about who originally... Hank Azaria originally uh, auditioned for Chandler. Do you know, or I'm sorry, for Joey. Do you know who originally auditioned for Chandler that was on the show? I mean, you've been really good so far. I will be, you will get like the Friends Award if you get this one. I feel like I need a clue, like a hint. Like what sort of role did he serve on the show? He was a romantic interest for one of the girls. It's not Paul Rudd. No. I think I'm going to have to tell you. I give up. Okay. It's John Favreau. <gasps> that, I just choked on my hair. Sorry. That was going to be my next guess. I love, love him. He was Pete. Yeah. He originally, he was Pete. He was Monica's boyfriend. Um, he originally auditioned for Chandler. I love John Favreau. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. He wanted to be the, the, ultimate, the ultimate fighting, fighting champion. champion. Yeah. And that means he's not going to stop until he's the ultimate fighting champion. That was from the episode. Yeah. I love all this Friends trivia. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like you and I need to go play Friends trivia somewhere. Yeah. No, there is down the road. There's a bar that does Friends trivia. But not all of the time. I missed the last time. I, I know, but they do do it. They do do? Yeah. They do do. Okay, do, Chandler. Do, 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 do it. Okay, Chandler Bing. Do, do. Can, can I ask you, what are uh-huh. some of your, what are your, some of your favorite episodes? Like, do you have a few that like you would fall back on? I know it's really hard. I, okay, so I am not a fan of, not, 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 not a fan. <laughs> but like, my favorite. I lost the number of like of double, knots, triple, triple knots. 10 yeah. times negatives. My favorites aren't the first couple seasons. Okay. Like I'll watch them, but it's not my, like I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little too, they're a little too young for me. I like the middles. Okay. Like, like do you okay, maybe rather than episode, do you have favorite arcs? Like favorite things oh, that Oh, one of my so one of my favorite episodes is the Halloween one where Chandler is a bunny. Wait, is that when Rachel's pregnant? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and she gives and she all starts the money. giving the checks. I also <laughs> like the one with the couch because that's just hilarious when they're trying to move the couch up. Pivot. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the ones I don't like are the ones where they're trying to get Joey and Rachel together. I find them incredibly, like, I'm just like, this isn't right. Did you feel like that was a forced storyline? Yeah, and I actually just read, as we were preparing for this, Yeah, that the cast didn't like it either. And they went to, like, the writers and said, this does not feel right. 
It and seemed it didn't way feel forced. right. No, it was it like didn't. super forced. And I'm so glad that they decided to write that off. I'm wondering if it still sort of served a purpose. Because mm-hmm. let's say you have a friend who is between... I mean, because we know Ross was going to propose... I mean, there were several times that yeah. this Joey-Rachel arc like came into be into play. And so because of that, I think that like Monica and Phoebe and Ross and... well. Maybe not Ross, but Chandler played significant roles in sort of helping them navigate that weirdness about it. And they were like, I I just, you need to consider what you're saying when you say you want to be in a, you're considering a relationship with Rachel or when you're considering a relationship with Joey. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like those are serious conversations that you might need to have with your friends. And so, although I agree that I think that that was a very uncomfortable arc, and I'm I'm certainly happy that it didn't play out. Yeah. And it did seem to be carried on far too long. I do think that it sort of served a little purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. I just, I, I'm not, those, I don't like watching those episodes. No? Yeah. So, I mean, I still love. I, I know. All the episodes. I, oh, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your favorites? So I always I always love the holiday ones. Um, probably one of my favorites is when Emma is in a. Um, it's when Monica and Chandler are hosting, and Joey and Chandler, or sorry, Joey and Ross go to the Knicks game, and or Rangers. Oh fuck, I don't remember. I think it's the Knicks game. Yeah, and then um, Phoebe and Rachel take Emma to be in a a pageant. Yeah. It's one of my favorite episodes because, well, A, the floating heads, like like that yeah. whole fucking scene yeah. is just so fantastic and also their rock, paper, scissors, but it's just such a fun episode and you have so many different aspects like going on and I mean, you've got the baby and it's like close to the end and mm-hmm. it's, I just, I love that episode. I love all the holiday episodes, even, even when we're talking closer to Christmas and, um, like the skiing when they were all supposed to go skiing and, you know, Ross and Rachel had gotten in a fight or something and like they get stranded. Like mm-hmm. there's just, those are probably my favorites. They had some very interesting, uh, guest spots. Um, I did love John Favreau in his stuff. That was great. Yeah. Um, I also loved when Rachel's sisters came. Oh Reese yeah. Witherspoon and, um, Christina Applegate. So fucking hilarious. So that, that that was awesome. I did like the guest. It was funny when Brad Pitt came on when he they were married and oh yeah yeah that was really hilarious. Also, did you got did you ever notice that in right after Courtney Cox got married mm-hmm. to David Arquette, there was I think the first mm-hmm. episode afterwards they all added Arquette to the last yep. names. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. It's um, just like stupid clever shit like that. Oh, so speaking of you know how we talked about Netflix, yeah. How much do you think they paid to keep it on? Oh, like royalty stuff? No. Oh. Yeah. To keep it on Netflix, how much do you think they paid? Netflix play. Sorry. Netflix pays like NBC for the rights or whomever. Warner Brothers? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, it has to be something astronomical, Sarah. It is super astronomical. Okay, what is it? I probably won't even guess. $80 million. And what is that? For like a year? I'm not sure. But to keep it streaming, that's how much they paid. What is Netflix's operating budget? <laughs> I want to know. Netflix must make 
a shitload of money. Well, they keep increasing their fucking prices. I'll tell you that. I don't even know. I mean, Dislike. we have it, but it's still cheaper Dislike. than cable. What are some of your? Okay, I feel like I mean, friends comes up in everyday mm-hmm. life. In fact, mm-hmm. last night was a dinner for a friend's birthday, and Tris birthday, a friend's birthday. Tris cadectophobia came up, and oh, by the way, you weren't there, but one of my wedding showers was friends themed. I know that. My sister made this amazing cake and everything about it was friends themed. She had like the picture frames, like the ones that framed Monica's peephole. That's awesome. Super, super cute. So fun. I loved it so much. And I had no fucking clue. No clue. But also they, people filled out a form, like a Mad Lib thing. And it was about the whole like giving and receiving. And oh receiving yeah, 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 and giving. Yeah. It was great. Giving and receiving. But I'm curious if we, like, if you have some of your, some favorite quotes. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I love the moo point. It's like a cow's opinion. It's moo. It's moo. <laughs> what? It's so great. It's amazing. I also, I love Gummin's perfection. Mm-hmm. I have said that on numerous occasions, and that yeah. is when Chandler says that to Jill Goodacre. Yeah. Who is married to Harry Connick Jr. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yes, I just found that out recently. Uh, That is one of my favorites as well. And then I also like when they do the um, rock, paper, scissors. And they're doing it. And -and so-and-so has like, um, um, oh my God, what is it? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, and then there's Joey comes up with. He's just twiddling his fingers, right? Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, in the bloopers, he says, it's fucking fire. And Phoebe takes her rock and she goes, and it's a water balloon. And just like drops it. It's just like the best thing. I love that one so much. (laughs) It's so great. There's just so many. Really? And they come up at so many different times. They do. The writing was exceptional on that show. It's so good. It's so good. Um, would you ever want to see a reunion? I think so. I think it would be awesome. But Do I you? Wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to ruin. That's why I say no. Yeah. I think it's too risky. Everyone... I mean, no one watched the Joey spinoff. Because it didn't have the ensemble cast. That was like the yeah. key to it all. There were six people who you've watched for the last 10 years. And I feel like... Not to say that if there wasn't one, or if there was one, that I wouldn't watch because I 100% would still watch. I think that there is definitely a point in time where shows, artists, etc. need to find that balance. Where is the good cutoff? Because you can't, I'm sick of all this like perpetuating stuff and like playing on the nostalgia factor. And although I did buy the Friends t-shirt, so let's be honest. I think that it is difficult to know when to draw that line. But I fully support the actors and the, I don't even know if the writers are still writing or if they're still around, but I can't imagine them trying to pull something back because it's such, it went out in such an iconic way. It's not that anybody has real expectation, like they expect it to be as amazing as it was 15 years ago, but the way that things have changed, I don't want to see Emma as a teenager. Well, I I think if they had done like a movie... Closer to the finale of like Ross and Rachel's like actual wedding or something. Yeah, but consider the Sex and the City movies. The first one was good. The second one sucked. Yeah, but if you just limited it to one, then but maybe you know they that people would it. still be asking for more then because they're like, yeah, but then oh, that's when you cut it going. off. Because like Sex and the City, the first movie was good. 
And then it was not great. Were there only two? Mm-hmm. Because then they did the prequel, The Carrie Diaries, right? Yeah. Uh, as a series. Right. I don't know. I never the watched it. The second movie was just no. The first movie was good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I still am very torn. I, I love Friends more than anything. Same. But as you just said much earlier in this episode, it resonates so well with people. And just the fact that like technology has changed, how we yeah. interact with people has changed, it doesn't mean that it's completely irrelevant. Obviously, it's been well, evidenced no, by the fact that... It's one that, of the most popular yeah. shows among millennials. Exactly. However... There, I feel like if you try to adapt something that was so pertinent at the time to present day, I feel like we would lose sort of what happened. Yeah, but are those relationships not adaptable to present day? I think that they are. They are, but here's the here's the thing for me is that I feel like relationships nowadays tend to be, and I'm not speaking about our relationship, but I feel like relationships now are very much more we have so many other ways to connect but and that's why a show like this is still relatable among millennials and and whatever is because that's what they want that's why it's so popular because people want those kinds of relationships it's just that in this day and age we just people just suck Seriously. I mean, you're putting it bluntly, but yeah. People suck. Everyone just wants to hide behind a computer. Well, and I don't think that, like, there's, like, confronting problems. There's, you know, confronting times when you feel like your best girlfriend has, like, gone behind your back. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you can't just hide behind, you know. And I feel like this is the thing is that people just don't know how to talk to one another anymore and so maybe it is relevant in the sense that it's showing people how to do that it's just are people actually engaging in that but well, I, I think that's a whole other podcast i know i know well i feel like we already covered it a little bit yep. in millennials but yep. i think that no i love friends i would totally watch anything else that came out about it but i personally i don't want i don't want anything else I want it to stay in my mind as it's been, and I want to just relive all of the wonderfulness that was. Yeah. And that's good enough nostalgia for me. I don't need a remake. Yeah. I don't need to especially don't fucking recast. Do not fucking recast Friends. If you recast Friends, I will start a fucking revolution. Like, this is, like, completely inappropriate. It's not going to happen. Okay, I hope not. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. So, going back to this Friends wine, how do you feel about it? Oh. You love it as much as the episodes? Uh, no, because <laughs> in terms of how I would rate using our cork rating for friends in general, that would be unicorn. That uh, would be number yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say that this one is appropriate where we... I think it's very is easy Is this drinking. appropriate to watch friends by yourself? Totally. Do you agree? I, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think it's... Um, I agree with the hot... You feel it right back there, There's right? a little... Yeah, and hot, again, means that you can kind of feel that alcohol taste. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think... Tone it down. I'd like to drink... Taste the wine a little more. Ooh, this is hard. Because I think that there are all of the regular elements that you would expect, but I do think that the Merlot has mellowed the wine more than I really want to. Now, this is supposed to be easy drinking, which means that I think it it's supposed drinking, to be... Yeah. It's totally easy drinking. It's supposed to be, you know, sort of across the board for all wine drinkers. Yeah. 
unacceptable red wine, which means that we're not going to get more powerful tannins. We're not going to get an overload of spice like we might find in some zins that we absolutely love. Like Gambit had like amazing zins, right? It's not a sophisticated wine. Ooh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's not a sophisticated wine, but it's an easy drinking, hanging out with friends wine. I don't think it's like... And it's so... It has not... It's not overly complex, but it has some complexity. It has some layers, some depth to it, too. The spice is like a black pepper, um, especially like if you get that black pepper salami. I agree with you. It's got to be mostly a Merlot. Yeah. Like we agreed, because I feel like with the Zin and the Syrah, it would be more spicy than it is. There's a tad of spice, but not enough for it to have more Zin and Syrah in it. What kind of um, fruits are you pulling? Because I... It's like dark, bright. Sorry. That bright, dark? Condescending. What? It's not condescending. You're... No, no, no. <laughs> you, you mean opposite, but I know exactly what you're saying. Like, it's like... there's. I feel like there's like raspberry... And blackberry and like... I don't feel the blueberry like they described. No, I get the... I get raspberry and blackberry and I get like... Perhaps more raspberry on the nose to me um, from the taste. I get a good amount of raspberry and blackberry. I don't know. I feel like more blackberry. Yeah, I get both. Yeah. And it's not like a... Okay, so maybe this is the difference. It's not like a fresh raspberry. Because no. you know I'd be spitting the shit out then. It's like it's like raspberries that have been macerating in their own juices. Yeah, it's like a it's a like while. a berry blend, like quote unquote all of the berries. Yeah, if like you get a mixed berry like, blend and you leave yes. it hanging for a while and yes. let it macerate, that's what I think. This. Is. Yeah, I think that that is actually an appropriate statement here. It does. It has some nice. It's not you know again overly complex. I would expect it to be a little bit heavier. But it's still, I'd say this is medium plus body. Yeah, again, Merlot. Yeah. Not as heavy. Yeah. So. Okay, okay. Okay. So we are going to call okay. this a primarily Merlot blend, even though they're not telling us what the percentages are. I would say that it will go Merlot, Zin, Syrah is the last. I think Syrah is probably maybe just like a 5% sitch. It's just like tossed in, maybe for color. How's the color? Yeah. Color is medium. It's so. possible. Pedro Nacelli. Let us know. Let's just call them the tri- the Tribbiani winery. <laughs> well, uh, we'll need to do a DBP Friends Watch too. Yeah, we do. We've got we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of things to do. So many, so many, so many things. It's a little time. Until next time, friends or DBPs. Thanks for listening, and t- share with us your favorite Friends episode friends. if you love Friends, which I'm sure you do. And so we love you. Yes. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.